Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. Do we have sound this time? <laughs> of course, it's just me for this show. Welcome. I'm Mike Ricksecker, author, ghost story, and host of Inside the Upside Down. I do not have our chat shenanigator, Shauna, with us this evening, unfortunately. She has not been feeling well. And she was in there a little bit of the chat during the uh, Edge of the Rabbit Hole episode, which was fantastic with uh, with Sasha Klanat and going over paranormal liability and a lot of different uh, legal aspects of the paranormal that we just don't usually uh, think about. So very, very interesting episode. <clears throat> Here tonight, we're going to be talking about supernatural DNA. So you guys are saying that there's an echo. I'm not sure what the deal is. <laughs> so anybody else experiencing an echo besides Greg? So I just, I kind of need to know. Um, because there's nothing different about the setup than before. <laughs> okay, so uh, you guys are talking about uh, snow. Pamela saying no echo. Okay, we're going to continue moving on. And uh, Spooky and Shauna are saying no echo. Okay, awesome, fantastic. So... Here we go, um, and uh, hello down there in Periscope. Nice to see you down there as well. I forgot to bring up Periscope last time, even though I guess it broadcasted. I just never saw it. So uh, very good. So uh, supernatural DNA and the the aspect that I'm looking at for this. So I have to thank uh, Charlotte Harden from uh, Girls vs. Ghosts. So I was on their show a couple weeks ago. And this was a topic that she threw out there that I've heard some different aspects of it before. And I think it also kind of relates a little bit to what we we're talking about with reincarnation, that kind of aspect, and really just genetics overall. So there's a there's a physical non-paranormal aspect to this as well. And then there are some things that you can make out that are uh, different, unusual supernatural or not, and how does that play into our spiritual selves as well, if you believe in something like reincarnation. So um, the article that I got thrown was from IFL Science, and um, really, it's and I have it over here, is about uh, ancestors' genetic memories could be passed on for 14 generations. So basically, the concept is that um, you know, you're born with certain genetic markers that uh, you've inherited between, you know, your father's side, your mother's side, and, you know, it's kind of all mixed up in a big batch. And then, you know, you have certain uh, ones of those that are kind of put inside of you when, <laughs> when you're conceived and when you're born. So according to this, there are events that have, that will happen to you or, you know, or have happened in an ancestor's life that when those events happened, it's, remembered within your DNA. So while you may not have experienced something, you may have an ancestor that did experience something. And even though you don't have that memory yourself or that recollection, there's something innate within you that does and pulls from that, which is really kind of a uh, an interesting concept. So, you know, if, um, yeah, I mean, it could be something as simple as, you know, a, a a predisposition to the cold uh, could be a you know a traumatic event, you know whether there was like some sort of uh, accident or you were part of a uh, or you had had an ancestor who was part of a uh, a major battle or something like that. So those things theoretically get marked along the way, and you know coming on down, you uh, you end up having those uh, not necessarily memories, although they kind of chalk it up to a type of memory. So I guess they actually performed a series of tests, of course, not on humans, because you couldn't really. Um, Tom McNicholas, $10 super chat. Hooray for super DNA. Thank you. I <laughs> uh, do appreciate that always from, from you, Tom. Um, Sean Oldsmith, is that where we get our phobias? 
it's very possible that that may be the case, that at least, again, this is a theory, that if you had an ancestor who had a type of phobia, that you may also uh, have that type of phobia. So they performed a series of tests on, it was worms. Yeah, I know, worms, right? But in any case, um, and I'll just, I'll actually just uh, read it here real quick. Um, they looked at a particular study with types of roundworms that had very short lifespans. They genetically engineered them to carry a glowing gene, a protein that um, fluoresced so they could track it under UV light. They placed the worms in a cold environment and watched as the gene glowed, but dimly. Moving them to a warm environment, they saw the gene glow far more brightly. When they were moved back to the cold room, the gene continued to glow, which suggested the memory of the warm environment was maintained. So as they reproduced, the spawn of <laughs> these worms apparently remembered this situation. And when they were put in these different environments, they would, they would glow, even though inherently they never had the gene to begin with. It was learned behavior from that first worm. And apparently they were able to keep doing this up to 14 generations. So um, very interesting that, I mean, again, it's a worm, not human, but interesting how somehow, some way that was passed along like that through 14 generations. So um, see, Pamela Rainey, it seems such a shame. Our spirit seems left to trauma instead of a blessing in love. Wonder why? Well, the, the same principle should apply to those feelings as well, not just negative ones, but the, they would also apply, apply to positive feelings as well. So uh, there's another one out there. And we'll kind of just do a uh, kind of almost like a discussion type of soup sort of thing here after uh, we go through all this. So there's another one called uh, cellular memory. So this isn't just uh, passing down from ancestors, but passed down from transplant donors. Yeah. So cellular memory is the idea that not all of our memories stay within our brains, but they actually stay within our cells as well. So... I guess there have been a number of cases in which somebody who's had a, an organ transplant has picked up traits from their original donor. So people who liked particular foods or didn't like particular foods now suddenly like these foods after having had a transplant. And a lot of times people will kind of, you know, track down, okay, who is the donor and discover different things about uh, these people. So discovering that, okay, this person had liked uh, these different foods. <clears throat> um, another one, another case was, uh, you know, a, a person who, you know, was, uh, I think it was a heart transplant, but, you know, they're very concerned, uh, just kind of waiting for the time to come up to the transplant. So they started to dabble in uh, drawing. And Grizz, hey, thanks, Grizz, for a $10 super chat to a great show. So Grizz Tom, and Tom McNicholas are both a couple of our uh, deep down the rabbit hole Patreon patrons. So we have several of them now. So um, Tom, Grizz, uh, B3 Airspace, uh, we have uh, Zippy Davis, B.D. Flynn, and uh, Pamela Queen. So those are deep down the rabbit hole Patreon patrons. And thank you for the t uh, $10 super chats as well for the show. So... In any case, back to uh, the guy who's having the transplant. So he decided to kind of pass the time waiting for, you know, the transplant, those days coming up. He would start to dabble a little bit in art. You know, he wasn't a, a very good artist at all. He was just, you know, kind of practicing, you know. And, well, he had the transplant. And then afterwards, you know, he decided to, you know, keep up on, on the art. And suddenly he was like this fantastic, great artist, you know, out of nowhere, track it down. Well, the person that he had actually gotten the organ from had been a fantastic artist. And thereafter, he started attributing all of his art to this, uh, this former artist who had passed away and he gotten the, uh, the transplant from. So, um, spooky wonder if food dislikes are passed down through DNA. I mean, that could very well be, uh, I would imagine some likes and dislikes like that are also passed down. Um, makes you wonder with me cause I'm I have a lot of German in my ancestry, but don't particularly like sauerkraut. But 
you know, there could be others from my ancestry that didn't, <laughs> you know. So it's it's hard to track down who and what. But, um, you know, I've been told many times uh, by my father or even my mother saying, well, your father said this, that I have a lot of uh, things that I do, that I say, mannerisms, um, habits <laughs> that are very similar to my grandfather. And while... You know, I have, you know, I have some very fond memories of my grandfather. Uh, I cherish all the time. We didn't have a lot of time together, so, you know, it, I wouldn't have had that much time to pick up all those things from him. But apparently, I have several of those things. So, and there's the question there um, from Tom: Could DNA be a form of reincarnation? So that's a, a, one of the areas that we're going to get into. Um, I know I had another uh, transplant story in there somewhere. Um, which one was that? Oh. Is the uh, affection for coffee in there as well? Huh? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, the other one was, and this one was really kind of uh, a bizarre one. So um, the the individual who had gotten the transplant was um, a little bit older than the person who had given the transplant or given the organ. Um, the organ was given by a, um, a suicide victim, so he had taken his own life. Um, basically, and the reason why he uh, had taken his own life was he had fallen in love with this uh, this woman. She didn't reciprocate, and he took his own life. So, um, but she was like connected to the family somehow so he ends up with this organ he's feeling a lot better about life for a for quite a while and he attributes this to well the you know the donor was a younger person so tracks him down and finds the family like i said this person that the donor had fallen in love with was connected to the family well he ends up this guy the recipient ends up meeting her wouldn't you know it falls in love with her, wouldn't you know it, she doesn't reciprocate. He eventually took his own life too. So, sad tale, but um, that's this idea of cellular memory, that there's something within the cells of the organs within the body that remembers these things. So, um, Pungai fungi. Supernatural DNA is, is more like your father getting hit by a crocodile. You're born with a fear of crocodiles, even though you never encountered one. Um, yeah, you know, kind of like that. If um, it, <laughs> if your father retained, before he passed away, a fear of crocodiles. So if it was just a, you know, quick one like that, maybe not necessarily. Um, because that would have to be something, it would have to be something that your father or your ancestor picked up before the conception of you. So if your father picked up that fear after you were born, you're not going to get that. But if he picked it up before you were conceived, then theoretically you would pick that up. So <laughs> real paranormal activity to the podcast. What is the definition of a normal of a normal human being? A very good question because I don't really think there is one. I think there's people who um, try to follow a certain path that a lot of other people try to follow, and that's kind of quote-unquote normal. Um, but that's just more of like keeping up with the Joneses, right? I don't really consider that normal. So I don't really think there is a normal human being. I think there's people who try to be followers and people who just try to be themselves. And I'm one of those who tries to be themselves. So, um, yeah, Abby normal. <laughs> like from uh, Young Frankenstein. You, it was uh, Abby something, Abby normal. Um, so fungi, fungi, human DNA are more like 90% identical to chimpanzees. Yeah, it's, it's very, very similar, but it's those key ones that are different that make us vastly different uh, animals, for sure. So, um, yeah, so now back to the question. Oh, yeah, and Zippy, that's, of course, since you have parents that both have different DNA, how do you know what, what you got from whom? Well, you know, good question. You can, you know, 
kind of track some things down. Like, you know, if you just have one side of the family that has red hair, well, you know where you got your red hair from. Um, sometimes it's like, uh, you know, facial feature, you know, so, you know, Aunt Helen had that nose, you know, um, you know, your, your father's, uh, side always had that lip snarl or whatever they had, you know, the, the thick hair comes from, you know, my father's side. So, uh, you know, there's a number of people on that side with thicker hair, like my father has thicker hair and there were some on that side that had that. Um, my grandmother's side my grandmother's side on my father's side has the heart issues so there's this uh idea within my family of you know you may have been born with the the problem the quote unquote the problem which you know would be you know high cholesterol and uh you know in issues with the heart so um my uncle who passed away a couple years ago had the problem so um yeah, so Tom's question about reincarnation and DNA. So if I can scroll back up to it and read it off again, because that is something I wanted to get into here. Um, yeah, superpowers. <laughs> um, where was it, Tom? Could DNA be a form of reincarnation? So Now, this is a interesting question, but it is what I wanted to get into because with reincarnation, you are, I mean, theoretically, again, this is all theory. I love the people who try to tell me it's, it's fact. I had, a, I had a little Twitter back and forth a couple weeks ago about what's fact and what's theory. So if you're reincarnated, so I'm in this body now and, you know, I pass away and I go off somewhere else. And I come back in another body. Well, I don't necessarily come back into the same family line. In fact, I'm pretty positive I am not in the same family line from before. So I, I've talked about the dream that I had before that I'm pretty sure was a memory of a past life in which I actually witnessed my own death. However, there is nobody within my family that passed away like that. So it basically would have been Vietnam War. Um, you know, so that that wasn't possible. So that was a different, that was a different body that I was in that would have had a different genetic predisposition of a number of different things. However, our souls have our own personalities, right? So I would venture to say that there are very many personality traits. You know, we've been talking about physical traits so far, like an appetite for a certain food. That's a physical trait. Um, we've talked about, um, you know, an ability for art. You know, that's kind of... That one's tough because that could be ingrained in you a little bit too. As far as Maybe a love for art would be a personality thing where the physical eye-hand coordination and all that would be a physical trait. So you have personality traits that I believe, if you believe in reincarnation, that come with you along the way from one body to the next. And there's you know, many people that theorize that as we go from one vessel to the next, as we're reincarnated, that you know, we're learning things. And, but you, as a person, generally would take that persona with you. It's kind of interesting. So let's see what you guys are talking about in here on that. So B3 Aerospace. I think in theory we originated from space garbage. <laughs> nice. Um, see, um, okay. The panel already saying bald is, is beautiful. So that would be, you know, a physical trait that you would be handed down from, you know, your ancestors, right? So that's a quote-unquote memory. That's a genetic marker that's that's handed down. Um, so, um, <laughs> Andrew Cox, I don't know who would want to be me. So, 13th century humans, uh, hummus. Okay, hummus. Okay, <laughs> you guys are talking about that. Um, and Pamela's a cancer survivor. Well, congratulations. Very good. So, 
fungi, fungi. That would be like, <coughs> excuse me, your body adjusting and adapting. So, Tom, would, it would be interesting if someone was adopted and would develop traits from their step-parents. Well, here's what I would what I would say about that, because, I mean, I, I did talk about previously that there are, you know, certain mannerisms within me that mimic my grandfather, although I only spent, like, a limited amount of time with him. And there's, there's times you hear um, about, you know, a, uh, a child or a grandchild that is exhibiting different traits that they, uh, of people that they never could have met that either, you know, died when they were very little or before they were born or what have you, but they're mimicking these different traits. There are learned behaviors. <clears throat> so along the way, we meet different people and we spend a lot of time with, with others. And there are different things that you pick up from other people. So I know that there's some different weird little things that, you know, I picked up from hanging out with my, uh, my best friend, Ron, in high school. So, um, you know, just, just little things, you know? So I, I think there's, uh, there are some things that we pick up from those people that we are around for a long time and are able to just mimic, you know, I see it again and again and again, and we just, we, we pick it up, we incorporate it into ourselves. So that's a little bit different than something being handed down. So, um, uh, Aaron is taking off. All right. Uh, Britt just arrived. See you next week. Take care. Um, yeah, Punga Funga. I've heard that couples who are married start to look like another. Um, it, I've heard that too. And I think it's more of like they start acting a little bit more like each other. So there's, there's different things that, uh, again, they kind of play off each other. There's different mannerisms that they pick up from each other and that just kind of like ends up meshing and they it's kind of like what one lacks the other starts to pick up and vice versa and so it, it ends up being like one kind of cohesive mesh so um you'll probably see <laughs> you know it's funny um there's when i talk on these podcasts and on these shows and when i do interviews or when I'm just talking to people. Now, I've, I've been working hard on trying to say um a lot less. There's another one that I do a lot, and that is you know. So I was going down there, and you know this happened, and then you know that happened. And I don't know if it's from us being together over the past two years or if Shana also did it, and... Uh, I just noticed listening to some of the dis more recent podcasts, but Shauna does the you know thing as well. <laughs> so um, if I gave that to you, Shauna, I apologize. Or maybe it's just we've been together in many past lives together and we just both always did it. I don't know. Um, yeah. So it's uh, matching mullets. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess some people do that. Um, there are those weird photos from like the, the 80s where, yeah, it's like, yeah, like the whole family has the same mullet. I think those are just kind of like some funky, funny pictures that are going around the internet. You know, I had, I had a mullet when I was in, when I was a kid in the 80s, it was, um, it was inflicted upon me. I wanted all long hair, <laughs> but my mom insisted that it be kept short in the front for photos. So, yeah. So hopefully nobody inherits a mullet. That would be terrible. So, um, Clergy, I don't feel this time around on this world so much new. It feels comfortable. Um... It means I was on the earth before. It might be reincarnated this time around. Interesting. Okay. Um, Jen, we'll, uh, we'll see you later. Thank you for stopping by. So Donna Gorton is saying that was my next. What was your next question? <laughs> what was your next question? I guess I missed it. So if you say, Mike, a lot of people, even on TV, when they're being interviewed, have a little word they always use. Think it's just a habit because you're thinking of the way to word it. Um... And see, I just didn't, um. 
I do it as, well, there's a couple different things with that. One, it, it's, it is a bad habit. Uh, there, are, there are times that I'm listening because I have the older edge of the rabbit hole podcasts that are being uploaded to like iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, all that. So when they get uploaded, I listen to them in the car just to make sure everything's been all right. So that's kind of what I do in the mornings on my way to work. And I've noticed there's times where I'm just like, um, in a word, um, in a word, um, in a word. I'm like, wow, that's, that's really bad. And really what it is is, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of a word. I'm thinking about how to word it. A lot of times my mouth or my brain is faster than my mouth. And so I have all these things racing. And so saying um is a way for me to pause. Kind of the same thing with saying you know. They're, they're almost identical in their function. But saying you know is a little bit better than saying um. Still, both are pretty lousy when you're doing a presentation like this. And John Cleaver, I think one thing is that you enjoy your coffee. Don't forget the coffee. Yeah, yeah, I would say I definitely inherited the coffee for sure. Absolutely. So, but yeah, I think some of these concepts are definitely very interesting. So I do have to thank Charlotte for putting me onto this because it tied in because I'd heard of the, the cellular memory stuff before. Um, yeah, and even that tragic tale that was involved. And it's, I think it's interesting. I think we can start actually separating what is, you know, physically within us and what is in the spirit, what's in the soul. So, you know, some of these different dispositions that we have, whether it's a, you know, a physical trait, a physical feature, and then there's, you know, the person that we are inside and that person that we are inside is when we pass on when we no longer have a physical body that's the part that stays with us so we hear about these different spirits these different ghosts that while they may not have been able to walk in life they're now able to walk as a ghost. Or they, of course, the physical ailment, they're, they're a spirit, they don't have that anymore. And so now they're able to do things that they weren't before because that was part of their physical being. It's not actually part of their soul, not a part of their spirit. And so I think these type of theories being out there allows us to be able to start to differentiate what's the human genetic aspect and what's part of the soul. So at this current point in time, I have the Rick Secker genetics. I have the Handlevix genetics. I have the Bender genetics. I have the Grant genetics. I have the Hieronis genetics. So all, you know, all these different, uh, you know, family lines. <clears throat> that are in there right now. And so I have to deal with those and contend with those. Some of them are good. One of them being a very high constitution, so I don't get sick very often. You know, and see, there was, you know. <laughs> but once every three years, I'll get something. But there's parts within me that aren't genetically from that line and I will take with me on to whoever I become next time around. Okay, Pamela, that's an interesting question. So, if we are reincarnated, can we end up investigating our own dead past self? Ah. I was wondering when somebody was going to was going to ask a question like this. And not just on this show tonight, but on other past shows. Yo, the whole idea, okay, if we are reincarnated, is there ever a, a point in time in which we are investigating ourselves? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. There's a couple of different things you would have to kind of get your head around and 
you would have to say is not just a theory. Okay, for one, just, excuse me, just perhaps doing some paranormal research. Like, let's say I was um, Gus, I don't know, from the 1850s. And I was investigating the house in which Gus lived, and I started doing some research on him. Well, okay, fine. So I'm doing some paranormal research on Gus, kind of like what we talked about last uh, Inside the Upside Down. Okay, so that's that's involving a paranormal investigation with my past self in that regard. As far as communicating with my past self, no on that level, because I've been reincarnated into me, so therefore my spirit is no longer there as Gus. It's now here as Mike. But we've talked about time travel and dimensions on this show before. So, and this is where it kind of gets a little tricky. If you believe in that and reincarnation, how then, if I had a past self, say 1850, Gus, and you believe, like I've kind of talked about before, that <clears throat> time is, you know, perpendicular, rather, why do I keep saying perpendicular, is, uh, it would be, but is uh, vertical rather than horizontal, if you believe it's vertical rather than horizontal, not a river of time, but everything happening concurrently at one time, even the past present and future, boom, all at the same time, then if there is a bleed over, I've talked about like an echo, an echo from one time bleeding over with an echo from another time, and therefore you're seeing yourselves as ghosts, would you then be seeing a past self that way? I almost think that takes reincarnation out of the picture, but I still believe in reincarnation. So it's... Um, there's some real uh, fuzziness around some of these different theories. So is that a way you could possibly see your past self actually being your past self? Kind of interesting. On the surface, I would say no. If you just go in linear river of time, once I'm out of the world as this particular person and I've gone wherever that is and I've reincarnated and come back down, that's that's all done over there, except for any history or record or whatever, and I may not know. Um, now, I may have, like, some memory. See, that's an interesting aspect. I may have a memory of being that person. Like, I've had the dream memory of a past life death. So that sort of stuff, I think, somehow stays within your spirit, within your soul. Like, Shauna and I talking about you know, having known now, just just that inherent feeling of knowing that we have spent many lives together. How do we know that? There's something within our spirit, within our soul that just knows that. When we pass on, I would think we have access to that knowledge. But in this physical self here, it's generally closed off. Why? I don't know. It's kind of the rules we've been dealt here. So let me get back down into here. Um, Samuel Hall, I just want you to know is that uh, your show is better than those you know. <laughs> Thank you, Samuel. Appreciate that. So um, I just scrolled way too far down. So from Spooky Spectacular, Don, do you think our strange memories are from other dimensions of ourselves? They could be. They could be from uh, some of our past lives. And some of our past lives may not have nece necessarily been here. So if you believe that with reincarnation, you could also be reincarnated to another planet you may have some strange dreams that way as well if somehow your your soul is remembering that. So I have heard of a, a number of past life transgressions, transgressions, <laughs> regressions, <laughs> past life transgressions, <laughs> past life regressions in which 
uh, you know, under hypnosis where people have just described these, these different alien planets and having a totally different body and what have you. So uh, that's really kind of interesting stuff. Um, and I don't think it's, you know, out of the question. If, if you come back, if you can come back as a, you know, intelligent life form, what's to say it's always Earth? You know, I believe there's other intelligent life out there. You know, um, so why not? Uh, what else you guys got? Um, John Cleaver, I remember a couple of times in my life I've been here before, but was never there before. My life I've been here before, but was never there before. So almost kind of like a deja vu, like you walk into a place and you know you've been there before, but you have never been there before. Yeah, that, that's, that's a deja vu moment. We talked a little bit about deja vu last week on Edge of the Rabbit Hole. And so that could certainly be a past life. And it makes you kind of wonder in those circumstances, okay? It could be one of two things. Is it your past life as, as your soul, you know, uh, your spirit? Or is it a genetic past life, as in cellular memory that we've been talking about, that maybe one of your biological ancestors has been there before, and you are somehow tapping into their memory of that that is ingrained in your DNA? Which one is it? I don't know. You'd have to actually try to figure out and find out, you know, was grandma or grandpa or somebody like that, you know, were they ever at this location? If not, then perhaps you are recalling a past life and it's your, uh, the memory of your soul that's picking up on that. So that's kind of interesting. Um, so Donna Gordon, past life memories and regression, yes. So what about family curses? Beyond the Light Network, Chuck Banks. Family curses. So um, well, I guess you'd have to first believe in a family curse. So you know, are you talking about uh, you know, the, the neighbor cursed you <laughs> uh, because you accidentally ran over their cat and you know now I place a curse on your family and now like that sort of thing? Or family curse as in, yeah, there's some sort of just bad trait within your within your family. You know, like you all have a certain issue, like a family quote unquote curse for my grandmother's side. Anybody that has inherited that would have the um, the heart issue. So, and, and if you're wondering about me, I do have a little bit high cholesterol, but it's not as bad as some of the others in my family. So it's like I've got a moderate version of it. Um, fungi, fungi, memories are stored in the brain cells or something physical. Um, well, yeah, and that's kind of what we're discussing here. So, um, the cellular memory idea is memories not necessarily being kept in the, uh, in the brain cells, but also in other parts of the body, which is why some of these people that have received transplants are picking up on traits and things from people that they got the organ from. But I also believe that your soul within you also has stored memories as well from these past lives. And even though we generally can't access those memories, I think they come out in some of our different mannerisms and in part of our persona. So, you know, was I always a writer? I mean, I could have been a writer before. Maybe that's why I love it now. You know, is, um, you know, I think the coffee thing, it's more of a physical thing, more of a, uh, more of a taste. So that would be a physical thing passed down from, well, I mean, my family's always been coffee drinkers. So, <laughs> um, so let's see. Okay. Punga fungi, but a soul is energy. So memories can be stored in energy. Sure. Um, let's put it this way. Not necessarily stored, but 
continuously moving. Think about your computer. Think about the internet right now. This data that's going across that we're all using right now is an energy source. There, There is an energy source there, electricity, that is being used to move this data. In some cases, light, if you're on a, on a fiber network. All of that is moving, moving, moving. It, of course, some of it gets stored here, gets displayed there, what have you. So I think with the soul, it's continuously moving and moving and moving and moving and moving within you. Uh, they have, who was it? I can't remember. It's like a very infinite, small, minuscule sliver of whatever gram that they have measured on a person when they have passed away. There's a weight loss, very small. And so was that the soul leaving? There's some speculation that that was. So if you have this continuous energy of a soul moving around, going, I think that that, those memories are constantly moving within that energy source, which is you or your soul. It's kind of an interesting concept. All right. Um, consciousness, yeah, Neo 31. Oh, <laughs> that's joy. Uh, consciousness is like a billion terabytes. So there you go. So yeah, if you look at it like that, a billion terabytes, but not a solid state drive or not a hard drive or, you know, not a, uh, a memory chip, just, but just continuously going. But yeah, like that, like a billion terabytes, uh, constantly in motion. So I think that's, I think that's a good way. To, good to see you, Joy. <laughs> uh, I think there are some other things that I missed up here. Let me kind of scroll back. Um, yeah, that was yours, Pungai Fungi. And, okay, Beyond the Light Network, no, Generational Curve. Uh, okay, so you did answer that for me. Thank you. Uh, all right. Okay. Spooky Spectacular. Uh, the biggest wrench in the pudding. What if your waking hours are really a dream and your dreams are really your life? <laughs> Interesting. So, I mean, there's a couple of different movies that, that touch on that, like The Matrix, like Inception, uh, things like that. So, <clears throat> I mean, right now, this could all be like a dream state for us. Um, those that have done past life uh, regressions, some talk about a like almost like a home, like wherever it is that we pass on from beyond this, spend a little bit of time at and then come down here. That's like the quote unquote home. So is that where we truly live? And then we come down here to play. Are we tapped into this world right now like the Matrix, you know, but not necessarily with a plug? I don't know. It's a good question. You know, those are the types of questions that we're trying to answer while being here right now. But I don't think, I don't say, I don't think we'll ever, but I think it's very challenging for us to try to figure out. It's some of those bigger, <laughs> how does the world and universe work type of questions. So um, <clears throat> B3 airspace, are they crazy or are they sane when the folks remember different planets? Um I, I don't think they're crazy at all when they say they remember different planets. Not at all. Uh, because of the fact, like I was saying earlier, there's intelligent life all throughout the universe. There's going to people. There's going to be people to say, I don't believe in aliens. But, <clears throat> okay, maybe you don't believe in, like, little green men that, you know, came down here onto Earth in a, you know, a flying saucer or, like, something straight out of, you know, 50 sci-fi. Maybe you don't believe that, but to sit here and say in this infinite, vast universe that we are the only intelligent life that has ever spawned, I think is very short-sighted. Now, it may not look anything like us. It may not breathe the same air anywhere close to what we breathe or what have you, uh, but I think there are other things out there for sure. And it's quite possible that when we pass on from here, 
if you believe in reincarnation, we reincarnate into something else, we may reincarnate into one of those other alien life forms. I think it's very possible. So, no, I don't. If you believe that, I don't think you're crazy. You can call me crazy, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> so, all right. What else you guys got? Um, and um, so, who's taking off? Is he a night gin? Um, somebody fat fingered a button. That was Andrew. Okay. So Jen took off. Good night, Jen, and thank you for the uh, super chats. I really do appreciate it. So, um, yeah, Zippy, our brain is always working, even in our dreams. That's absolutely true. So Claire G, that's why it got me thinking. Uh, maybe I lived on Earth before and reborn again into the 21st century. So, I mean, that's very possible, right? And maybe I'm missing some of the context here. <clears throat> Are you saying lived on Earth before, reincarnated somewhere else, and then reincarnated back here again now? I mean, because that's that's entirely possible. I mean, any of these people that have had that have talked about these alien lives generally talk about it in the sense that they were human before, they became alien, now they're human again, and so they pass around to these different life forms. So, you know, I'm I'm game for any of that right now. I mean, it's it's funny because really a couple of years ago, I was really, I won't say against reincarnation, but I just I didn't want to believe in it, and that was, you know, it really was a lot of my upbringing. I mean, there were different things that happened throughout my life, different cases that came up that I was like, you know, maybe, maybe like the you know the dream that I had. Uh, which very much seemed like a past life. And, you know, I remember explaining that to a, a friend of mine. We were just out for uh, dinner one night. This was like just after graduating high school. Um, and I was approached by a guy uh, after I explained the dream tour. And he was just like, you know, I don't usually do this, but, you know, here's my number. I never called him because it was just like, this guy's talking. <laughs> Who's this guy? You know, I was a kid, you know. Uh, but it did get me thinking, okay, there may legitimately be something there, you know, and I can't remember what the heck it was, but there was some offhand comment one time where something just didn't work out, and I just kind of like, bah, next life, like it was common knowledge, like an everyday thing, like, yeah, okay, next life, I'll, I'll take care of it then, or fix it then, or whatever, you know. But my belief system that was ingrained in me from when I was a kid just always kind of, you know, it was always, you know, like there's a heaven, there's a hell, you know, that's it. Even though there was always part of me that knew there was, okay, there's something more because of the whole, you know, everything that I got into with, you know, the paranormal and the supernatural, it's like I already knew there was more. So, you know, I did have somebody that I worked with you know, about five years ago or something like that now where it was... Um, she knew I was into the paranormal, and uh, we got into a bit of a discussion about reincarnation. I was like, I just don't see how, you know, if if I know that there's, you know, ghosts walking about, spirits, uh, you know, how does how does reincarnation play into that? And what I've come up with now is basically that there's still things that we have to do here, and we take care of them until we go, and then we get reincarnated later. So that's um, that's that. So, Andrea, I love this crowd because I can share anything. We mostly share things together. So, yeah, it's a, you guys are a fantastic crowd. I always love the questions. You guys always have uh, some fantastic feedback there in the chat. Hello, Sherry, down in Periscope. So, um, so here's an interesting, and thank you for inviting followers, Sherry. I appreciate that. Here's an interesting one from Don. Maybe artists in this life are bringing culture from the past lives from different places and dimensions. So that that's interesting concept there. Because we've had a lot of art, culture, and whatnot lost over the ages. And a lot of current artists, architects, what have you, 
do get inspired by that old art, by the, those old cultures, by those old styles. So what's not to say that they feel inspired by, or they really, you know, have a connection, really want to draw from those from those cultures and from those styles because that's the culture that they lived in all those years ago. Maybe that's why they have that kind of connection because they came from there. It could be. And maybe that's why sometimes you see, you know, these different, you know, maybe Egyptian style or Greek style or whatever things come back into play on occasion because that person came out of that culture from way back when. So, Cheryl Midkiff asks, have you ever seen anything that wasn't human in your lifetime so far? Yeah, probably one of my, uh, one of my first paranormal or supernatural experiences, which was the shadow person in my room. So I believe shadow people are interdimensional beings. And so, therefore, that would be a non-human experience. So... Um, so Claire needs to go and you pick up kids from school totally get it um, and you are in Australia you know we had a lot of people from Australia in this <laughs> so uh, Sean Oldman Robert White we got Claire G um, there's others uh, I don't think they're all on right now but uh, thanks Claire appreciate that um, so Tom McNicholas I would love to be reincarnated as a Knights Templar to help and find the treasure on Oak Island <laughs> Well, you know, it, if you were part of the Knights Templar and you know where it is, go go help out the Lagina boys. <laughs> they, they can really use the help because they keep... It's like they come across one little thing somewhere and it keeps them going. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. They have, come, they have come up with some interesting finds on there. But, you know, if it's true... I know this is totally off topic, but if it's true, the... Um, the stories of the original three that found the money pit. There's a family legend there that they each walked away with a chest of treasure. Um, or Samuel Ball. You know, he apparently ended up with all kinds of wealth that was not explained. It sounds like to me like those guys found it back in the day and just never really disclosed that they found it. So I think what these guys are finding are kind of like the remnants, the scraps that kind of like fell out you know, here and there, but um, it's interesting. There's been a lot of interesting history uh, in that. So, Tom, if you're a Knights Templar or somewhere within your your memory, you remember it, go help him out. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> B3 Airspace, I'm an alien, have salt and pepper hair, salt and pepper red hair, nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what else you guys got? So, Joy, I appreciate that you uh, that you like the topic. Okay, so Sherry down here in uh, Periscope. I wish I always lose. I wish I could go investigate some extremely haunted locations. I'm passionate about the paranormal. So, um, well, that's fantastic. Um, try to find. I, I would I would recommend uh, trying to find like a uh, a local group that uh, is open to taking on new investigators and, you know, just you know, learn the ropes, you know, kind of take it easy, you know, introduce yourself a little bit here, a little bit there. Maybe, you know, if you don't want to necessarily take the, the, uh, the step of a group right now, maybe, you know, just go visit some of these historic locations. A, a lot of them have, uh, you know, the, uh, the historic tours. Some of them also have a, you know, ghost tour along with it. So you can do like a some of them have flashlight tours, so there's ways to kind of step into it. We're gonna get the maybe get the history first, maybe do a little ghost tour after that, maybe do a flashlight tour, and then maybe work your, your way up. So it's a couple of different ways to handle that. Um, you guys are talking about burgers and stuff down in there on on YouTube. You guys are being funny. So um, so all right, I guess we're getting down toward the end of the show. Uh, I hope. Hope I didn't muddle this one too much because we got into like a lot with with genetics. We got into cellular memory. We got into the soul and the soul having a memory, and that's 
And that's really, I think, because, you know, we are energy and those, uh, those memories stay within that energy. And, uh, yeah, Sean, thank you very much. <laughs> um, so it's a lot of different interesting theories and concepts that I think as we continue to grow uh, as, a, as a race, as a, as a human race, that we'll continue to get some of these answers. There's a, and there's going to continue to be a lot of different theories that are thrown out there. But, you know, we'll keep up on them and we'll explore them and we'll try to figure this thing out. You know, I know that once we get beyond here, we'll, we'll know. But we all want to know right now, right? <laughs> That's kind of why we do this, uh, because we're all very curious as to how these things work. And I think part of it is that <clears throat> we inherently know that as humans, there's a bit more that we could be, that there's, at least to me, I think that there's some sort of lost knowledge that the ancients had that used to be able to access some of these different things that were within us. It's just been lost to time. And I think part of our human spirit now is in trying to recapture those things from the past that lost knowledge and being able to, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, really become, to, it's our full potential, to become our full potential, which I think is a lot more than what we are now. And the great thing about this group is that we're all open to that. And it's fantastic. So, all right. So let's get down to the shout outs. <clears throat> you guys have been... Oh, waiting for that and um yeah like sean uh, energy can't be destroyed only converted yeah and that's and you got einstein backing you up on that one so you know those that are that are like you know you just turn into worm food and that's it well where does your energy from inside you go it has to be converted i don't think it just gets converted into worm food <laughs> right so uh so punk guy, fungi. So we start over again. Well, yeah, but in a different body, right? So, all right. So super chat superstars, Tom McNicholas and Grizz. Thank you very much for the super chats in this uh, in this show tonight. Do appreciate that. So we had others in Edge of the Rabbit Hole, but we gave them those super chat superstar shoutouts then. So. All right, so I know Shauna wasn't feeling well, so I think she's probably crashed out by now. <laughs> I haven't seen her in the chat for a long time. All right, so we got uh, Shauna, or Shauna, Donna Gordon. <laughs> yes, you have a great week, Mad Hatters. Donna Gordon, Sean Oldsmith, uh, Pamela Rainey, Tom McNicholas. Uh, Tom, Tom and Grizz are a couple of our Deep Down the Rabbit Hole um, Patreon patrons, as well as B3 Airspace. Um and Sherry, uh, Shelly, Sherry Willman down in uh, Periscope. So we'll give you a shout out. Yeah, main pet peeve is uh, being disrespectful to the deceased. Yes, treat them as if they're alive. Yes, that's actually, you know, we talk about that a lot here on, uh, on the Hunter Road Media channel is being respectful of those spirits. So thank you, Sherry. And so, of course, you get a shout out there too, being down there in um, Periscope. So, all right, Zippy Davis, thank you. Another one of our uh, deep down the rabbit hole Patreon patrons, Susan Sack, thank you very much. Uh, I think we got Pamela, uh, Pamela Rainey, uh, Katie Palmer, thanks again. Dawn Spooky Spectacular, thank you very much as always. Uh, a lot of great people in here tonight. Um, let's see, we, we already got Sean, uh, Shay Carroll, thanks again, always appreciated. There's B3 Aerospace, Andrew Cox, Chipper Cherry, Fungi, Fungi. It's such a fun name to say. <laughs> um, X Group Home Kit. Hey, good seeing you in there tonight, buddy. Um, we got Zippy. Uh, Cheryl Midkiff, thank you, as always. And, oh, yeah, there was Joy, or Neo317. Good to see you in here tonight, Joy. Claire G. from Australia. Thank you, uh, Claire. Uh, Shauna's also from Australia. And I think that is about... I'd have to scroll a lot further up to keep getting more names. So, if I missed you, and 
not intentional. There's just a lot of names out in chat. Okay, Samuel Hall, there you go. <laughs> Ether Shadow, oh, Ether Shadow lurking in the background there. Tammy Heitzman is here, just been listening. Okay, thank you, Tammy. All right, you Mad Hatters are fantastic. All right, so uh, next week on Edge of the Rabbit Hole, we have Amy Major uh, coming back. So she has a new book coming out. She also has just opened up a... Uh, a a psychic center up north of Salem, Massachusetts. So we're going to find out some more about that. So she's going to be back on next week. Next week uh, starts our two weeks without Vanessa since she's going to be out in Ireland. And so uh, be, uh, be tuned in for that next week here, Tuesday night, starting at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. And then, of course, another great episode of Inside the Upside Down after that. So we'll see you next week, of course, also on Friday for Friday Night Ghost Rights, but that's not live. So <laughs> you all have a great night. Take care. Till next time.